The Living Traditions Festival is back Friday, May 17th through Sunday, May 19th at Washington Square Park in downtown Salt Lake City. You will find a global food court, live music, performances, art, workshops, Bohemian Brewery, and stuff for kids. Full disclosure, this is my favorite Salt Lake Festival. For details and to see the full program, visit livingtraditionsfestival.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. Today on CityCast Salt Lake, this weekend the state of Utah will recognize Juneteenth as a state holiday for the first time ever, with Monday business closures in observation. The holiday commemorates June 19, 1865, the day 2,000 Union troops arrived in Galveston, Texas. The troops brought news to more than 250,000 enslaved black people in the state of Texas that they were free by executive decree. The Emancipation Proclamation had renounced slavery on January 1, 1863, but it took more than two years for that message to reach far west Texas which is why Juneteenth is celebrated as the real end of the practice of slavery in the United States. My guest today is Representative Sandra Hollins, the first and currently only African-American woman elected to the Utah legislature, who ran and passed the bill to make Juneteenth a holiday in Utah. It's Thursday, June 16th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Representative Hollins, welcome to CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Utah is going to recognize Juneteenth as a holiday for the first time Mm -hmm. on Monday. Salt Lake City raised the flag on Tuesday. Salt Lake County is raising a flag on Friday. That's due to the work of you and Betty Sawyer. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling? I am feeling wonderful about it. I am excited about it, excited to see the excitement in the neighborhood, I mean, in the community and the neighborhood about it. Yeah. But a lot of this is credited to um, Miss Betty Sawyer. You know, she worked on this for over 30 years. I tell, you know, everybody, I say, you know what? She, her and her crew are the ones that um, did the heavy lifting. They did most of the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm just so grateful that she um, allowed me to be able to carry it in the house, that bill in the house. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know Betty Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Who is she? How would you describe her? Oh, my gosh. She's a powerhouse. (laughs) She is a powerhouse. You know, she is, um, her and I are uh, sorority sisters. We are a member of the graduate chapter of the the Greater Salt Lake chapter of um, Delta Sigma Theta National Sorority. And so um, she is my sorority sister. She is my mentor. um, And she is a powerhouse. She has laid the foundation for me to be where I am because of all her civil rights work that she has done in and out of this state. Mm-hmm. So Juneteenth became a federal holiday in 2021. Mm-hmm. Why was it such a big deal that it became a state holiday during the legislative session this year? What's the difference? Yeah, the difference is um, it, just because it's a federal holiday do not mean that as a state we 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 celebrate it. And so this, the bill I ran, get, give um, state employees an opportunity to have that day off, to be able to celebrate um, with their families. And so that's why, you know, we, we were able, I'm happy that we were able to come in line with the federal government and their celebration. Are there any misconceptions about Juneteenth that you'd like people to 
understand with the establishment of this holiday? Sure. I think one of the biggest misconceptions that I've heard repeatedly from people is, why do you all need Juneteenth when you have Martin Luther King Day? Why Those are, we, those are two different celebra- things that we're celebrating here. Um, I think that is one of the misconceptions. And I also think people think that because we have Fourth of July, that um, why do you need Juneteenth? Not realizing that um, the Fourth of July wasn't freedom for everyone in this nation. Um, the people, there were people enslaved and they had nothing to celebrate during that time because they were not free. That was not our freedom. Our actual freedom came later after the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation. And then later, two years later, for those living in Galveston, Texas, who did not receive word that that the Emancipation Proclamation had happened. When you brought this bill in the House, mm-hmm. the first time it was multiple years ago, what were some of the initial conversations that you were having with your colleagues, with fellow legislators? What was the journey? Yeah. yeah. So in 2016, I um, brought a bill forward at the request of Ms. Betty. Um, to uh, make it a commemorative holiday. Okay. And so in that past, um, of course, it took some education because a lot of my colleagues never heard of Juneteenth. Mm. You know, for a lot of people, unless you're from the South or Texas, you don't know what it is. And so it took some educating um, to and explaining of why this holiday is important in the, um, in the Black community, or important to the community, period. And so when I brought it back up and uh, when she approached me again and said, let's, you know, I think it should be a um, state holiday. The first time she brought it to me, I was like, "Uh, you know, I don't think this is the time. I don't think the environment is right. Let's hold off Mm. because if we're going to do this, let's do this right. And so then she came back in 2021, 22 and um Oh, I'm sorry, 21. And she said, um, do you think the time is right? I said, absolutely. Let's do this. Hmm. I said, I think we've, we've, we've got the right atmosphere. We got the right environment, political environment. Let's let's do it. But uh, as you said, um, there was a lot of education that came. Miss um, Betty Sawyer and her crew did a lot of education um, around why this bill is important. It's interesting. We're in Pride Month and this is a time when we always talk about sort of the the money making that can happen around celebrations or holidays dedicated to the fight for justice and marginalized communities. I'm curious if there, in thinking about the popularity of Juneteenth long term, are there things that you're, is there anything you're worried about? You know, my, my biggest concern or what I would like to see done is businesses work with leaders in the Black community on programming. Um, that's going to advance their community. Um, you know, um, how the saying go, you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, you teach him to fish, then you feed him for the rest of his life. And I think some of that should be happening. Instead of trying to figure out how you can earn money off of our community or off this important holiday, let's try to figure out how we can work together for long-term solutions and how you can support us in long-term solutions in our communities. Yeah. Is there a particular Juneteenth celebration? Well, I won't ask you that because don't, don't ask want to me bet. that because you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you're going to say everyone's everyone's everyone celebration. Going to all of them. I love, but <laughs> I have some particular ones that I, you know, some ones that I'm going to be participating in. I've been t- participating in so many of them. 
But this Saturday at 2 o'clock at the Amphitheater in Ogden, Governor Spencer Cox is going to be there to officially kick off the Juneteenth weekend. Um, there's a skate party in um, Mill Creek. We're going to be on Saturday. No, I think it's Saturday and Monday. We're going to be marching from the Capitol down to the Gateway okay. um, to kick off um, Juneteenth. So that, and then at the Gallivan Center, there's going to be a health fair, a health fair that's going to be happening there to, to you know, to discuss your mental and physical health. And there's a concert Saturday night, I believe, Saturday or Monday night. If you go online, you can see the whole schedule. But there's also going to be a gospel concert somewhere in there. <laughs> Before I let you go, I have to ask you, the legislature is an interim session. Mm-hmm. What are you working on? What's on your agenda this summer? Because this is prep time, right? Yeah, this is prep time. And so I'm working on some legislation around homelessness. You know, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. And so, uh, and whose primary focus have been the homeless and those in poverty. And so I'm working on some piece of legislation around that. I'm working on some legislation, of course, around bullying in the school system um, and trying to figure out how we can protect our children, all of our children from bullying in the school system. Um, I look forward to continuing to work on that and then um, looking forward to continue to work with on the school to prison pipeline, um, you know, that and, and, and our young people in the criminal justice system. And so those are just a few of the, the things that I'm looking at and looking forward to possibly running legislation on this upcoming year. Representative Hollins, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. We're lucky to have you up at the Hill. Oh, thank you all for having me. And get out and enjoy Juneteenth. <laughs> you bet. little news before we go. I might start doing a whole section of the pod every day called About the Drought. (laughs) Here's today's. Salt Lake County Mayor Jenny Wilson is asking the Salt Lake County Council for $6.2 million to replace three Murray athletic fields with artificial turf. She's also asking for $2.2 million to replace 142 grass parking strips with xeriscaping, a.k.a landscaping that requires a heck of a lot less water. Together, these two projects would save 7.7 million gallons of water each year. So we're looking at what? A dollar for each gallon saved as an upfront investment for one year? I'm into it. I hope the council is too. And if you want the council to be into it, you know what to do. Call your county council member. Sticking with the county, the Salt Lake Health Department says that just because mosquitoes don't absolutely hound us in Utah doesn't mean they aren't here. A good way to keep them off your property is to make sure there isn't stagnant water on your balcony or in your yard during the summer. If you're collecting rainwater, use it quickly. And if you've got a wheelbarrow, tip that sucker upside down. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. We'll be back tomorrow with more news from around the city. Bye.